0: One of them the Mike Calvis Show. It's 1025 The Bone, 727 or 800 uh, 771 Phone lines are wide open if you'd like to get your calls in. Tomorrow night, we're at the 5 o'clock club in Sarasota. I believe you have to get tickets for that because they're afraid it's going to sell out. Oh, really? So you have to buy like, tickets in advance to get in? Oh, I don't boy. know. I have very little to do with the entry of somewhere, but we'll be there uh, at 10 o'clock tomorrow night and Saturday... In downtown St. Petersburg for Budweiser St. Patty's weekend pub crawl, and then on Sunday at Maloney's and West Chase. I hope to see you at all three places. It's not too many shows I could do three gigs in three counties in three days, right? Like that. Uh, I was alluding to this story a little bit earlier. Uh, a couple of months ago, there was an interview with Quincy Jones, who is. Probably how I'm going to be when I'm his age, crazy old Quincy Jones. Like if you woke up and you read a story and said, Quincy Jones exposed himself to a group of young ladies, and you go, what? And they're like, he's 84, and he's like in a wheelchair. You go, ah, crazy old Quincy Mm. Jones. Like that, and then he just goes, I'm old, what do you want? And he's old, and he's a billionaire, and you know, that's going to be, I'm just telling you right now, my excuse for it, I'm just going to, when I'm 70 or older, I'm just going to grab... Women's breasts. I know oh, that's not appropriate. No, but right. I'm just I, at that point. I'm just going to go, and they're going to go. Somebody's going to go, Dad, and I go. I'm sorry. I'm old. <laughs> You're like where am I? I but, don't know. Yeah, right? I thought that was. <laughs> so anyway, I'm kidding. But uh, Quincy Jones does this thing, and he starts talking about Richard Pryor, and he says that Richard Pryor uh, had sex with Marlon Brando, which really blows my mind because. I don't know anything about Brando other than he was fat and crazy. He started off where he was young and handsome, and he was a real, like, dark actor, and um, he was a good, dramatic actor, and then he did, you know, Godfather and Apocalypse Now, and, uh, you know, he got really fat and really weird and then won an Academy Award, but he didn't accept it. he sent that Indian girl up there right. to look at it, and he's just <laughs> a weird dude. Um, so I'm not surprised to find out that he was having homosexual sex, but I am very surprised to find out he was having it with uh, with Richard Pryor, because the thing I know about Pryor is that he had a couple of wives and a couple of kids, right? So you don't think of him as being homosexual. Um, but Quincy Jones said that uh, he, that he he was talking about Marlon Brando, and he said. He was the most charming mother-effer you'd ever meet. He'd F anything. He'd F a mailbox, James Baldwin, Richard Pryor, (laughs) Marvin Gaye, Uh, and then TMZ got that and they went crazy with that information and they contacted Jennifer Lee, who was uh, uh, Richard Pryor's wife, and she confirmed it saying that in the 70s, when everybody was doing drugs, especially Quaaludes, if you did enough cocaine, she her quote is: "If you did enough cocaine, you'd f a radiator and send it flowers in the morning." Wow! In right? right yeah. Spanish, that is not <laughs>
1: true. I promise. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and that, and that in back in the day, they would just do drugs and bang everybody. Now, but in my mind, I just sat there and I was like, like I don't care that people have gay sex, but it it is surprise. Like I don't care when people are transgender, but when you tell me somebody I know is about to change genders, I it blows my mind. So I had to stop and and a picture Richard Pryor and Marlon Brando, a fat Ew. Marlon Brando, having sex. Who's who's banging who? According to this, Marlon Brando was banging Richard Pryor. No, way. really? Well, yeah, that doesn't well, sound He right. says Marlon Brando would bang anything. He'd bang a mailbox. So in my mind, he's the one banging Richard Pryor. Hard and to know. What's yeah. that? Hard to know. Yeah, and I mean they could have been banging each other. Yeah, yeah, and then. Richard Pryor was asked by Lily Tomlin before this to speak at a uh, a uh, pro-equality rally for homosexuals, and um, she warned them. She warned the rally organizers. They said, look, Richard Pryor is not going to go on script. I can't be responsible for anything he says. And they were like, we don't care. It's Richard Pryor. It would be huge if he speaks out of this. So he said, all right, I'll do it. And then he got up there, and while he was up there, he started thinking, and he's, he realized that he's black, and he's been through the same kind of oppression that homosexuals are under, except he, uh, the homosexuals turned their back on the blacks, and he was mad at it, and he pointed it out. <laughs> and the way he said it was, he said, I know what it's like to be one of you because I asked a D. Mm. He goes, but none of you know what it's like to be like me. And then he raged on and got booed off the stage. Wow. and Ended up leaving, but he admitted <laughs> out there that he is, uh, I guess, bisexual. Is
1: that so. an admittance, or is he just saying that to you know, kind of like? No, make he was a point. saying
0: because I have right, done right. that, and then there are other reports of him doing those sort wow. of uh, wow. activities. Yeah, yeah. So it's just amazing to me. But then again, I was just saying off the air. I believe that the drugs had a lot to do with it. Not that he didn't know what he was doing, but I think drugs freed you up back then. Yeah. You know, I just watched this documentary on Studio 54, and Studio 54 is basically a gay club that straight people can go and be whatever they wanted to be without being judged by their friends. So if they wanted to go and act flamboyant, they wanted to go and do drugs and make out random people, whether they be guys or girls, nobody was judging them at Studio 54, so, uh, I don't think it was a gay club. I just, I, no, was, I mean, it was, I think it was what I'm saying is do like, what you want club. No, but I think it was designed like a gay club because they had all shirtless hot guys working right. there right. and it attracted a high end homosexual clientele, which a lot of them had to be in the, in the fashion and in, in entertainment industry. Right. And it was a place where they can go among uh, people who weren't gay and not have to hide it because back in the day if you were going to a gay club there was a chance you can come out and get beat up by people who were beating you up just because you were gay. Right. In Studio 54 it was almost like a gay club hidden within a regular club.
2: I would say I would say the other way around. I think it was like this like the the hippest coolest place in the city and they and it was also acceptable to have like gays and whatever transgender Yeah, and... but I
0: think Steve Rebel who was gay right. designed it to where that sort of community would come in there first, knowing that they would bring the coolness in, right? And then the other, uh, the other celebrities came in there, and I think that a lot of people probably uh, went to Studio 54 in the 80s, did drugs, and had gay experiences who are not gay, right? But that leads me to back to Galvin's theory. 2050. 2050, yeah. everybody's banging everybody. Yeah. And, I, and I, What would we in 19 now? Yeah. I say 2027. 20, no, because think about it. Think about how far we have to come. No, I think we're way further than you think. But no, you uh, would still be alive, so you would be included in that. So I think no, it's No, I think a next generation thing. But that's what I'm saying. So I think once your generation, you know what I mean? like uh, Once we get to millennials being like kind of the uh, middle-aged generation, right? that's when... Right,
3: that's why I say 2050. Yeah.
0: But I, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna start to, like I, I hear so many stories about the kids' school where so and so is there's a gay couple at school and there's a uh, gay girls going to the like nobody it's not even right. the kids aren't like what they're like oh yeah they, no he dates a girl yeah think about just a girl.
3: just the last 20 years how far it's come how much more right. open people are to gay or trans people or anything like that where it's not a big deal where before think about. 20 years ago, if somebody was trans, you'd be like, oh my god, so that used to be a guy, and oh my you know, like, freaking out, but now, it's commonplace, everybody has heard about it, everybody knows what's going on, but you're still middle America, you know, that, that yeah. type of thing. So you still have to give a little more time. 2050, I think I'm right on the nose. I think that,
2: but it is amazing. Like, today's high school kids, as bad a rap as they get, like millennials and all that, that the one thing they do have, right, is that they don't care about anything about homosexuality.
0: Yeah, but I, I don't, I'm not giving them the credit. I'm giving their parents yeah. uh, the credit because here's why, is they all, also, the Spanish generation, well, you're a bad example, but they, <laughs> uh, they don't smoke. Because they were the first generation right. that was that was right. really told that smoking was gross, and right. they had all those campaigns. So, and, um, and also
2: no drinking and driving.
0: Right, no drinking and driving, using right. condoms. Right, you know what I mean. Right. They're the first generation. That's, that's come out. <laughs> that's, What's that? That uh, was Magic Johnson. <laughs> yeah, but but, <laughs> but yeah. the truth is that you know these these kids come out and these things that were taboo to us, and all the cool kids smoked when I was a kid. Right, and to think now that like, kids, you say smoking, they go, "Ew, you know it's gross." Uh, that's entirely different. But you know they're also having to deal with the the jewel and the vapor and all right, that right, stuff. Right, right, right. But um, I, I, yeah, there is nobody. Uh, there's nobody now um, that like I see among the kids that cares if somebody's gay. They right, all know right. that that kid's gay and that girl's gay, and n- nobody nobody cares. I think girls are certainly more more supportive. Yeah. But in this in this day and age, I think you see young. Young boys um, being as supportive, right. uh, Cause, mostly because what they see in in the media and on TV. But the one thing that did they, this
2: generation did miss is that cocaine is back on the uprise. Hey man,
0: I, I've <laughs> never, <laughs> I've never been a drug guy, right? So I do not know if that cocaine is back on the uprise. But Good. clearly, you druggies know all about
3: it.
1: It's not. If uh, if you're buying cocaine out there, man, you don't want to be doing that.
3: What does hey. cocaine cost? <laughs> but What What does it cost? You're joking, but also the fentanyl stuff that they're Uh, cutting it with and doing it.
1: You can't be buying. I mean, this should go. I feel like. People should know this, but if you're going to buy drugs, buy from somebody trust. You know what oh, I mean? Who do you trust? Yeah, but that's the thing. Uh, listen, who do you trust, listen, bamboo? Listen, there are testing kits you can buy online so you can test everything out. Really? They're, yeah,
2: really. I know, but I'm, I'm sure they exist. But, I mean, these are these people are doing drugs. you think they're testing their drugs? That's up to them. Some
3: people. Uh, I, don't,
1: I don't care about those people. All I know is if I'm putting it in my body, I want to know what it is. So, uh,
3: you know. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, so back yeah. to Mike's question: How much is cocaine? Uh, it's less than a hundred bucks.
2: For, for how much? For how much? You know, gram. hypothetically.
0: Graham. Graham. Mm-hmm. Okay. What how is an, what it? Is talk a, to me in in a, in a measuring that I can understand, like like it,
1: a baggie, like a little baggie.
0: Like sh- like this much? Yeah. Is hundred bucks? how less than hundred bucks?
1: Uh, well, I like to. Well, people <laughs> that I know like to share, so it doesn't last <laughs> very long. What is an eight ball?
3: Uh, and can you still do that, or is that? Yeah, not you thing? could
1: definitely still do that. It's probably run you less three hundred bucks or less. That's three and a half. And is grams. that like yeah. in a ball? If you get the good stuff, yeah.
3: And then what do you do? You
1: cut it up. You you uh, you just put it on the counter, just like a Jackson Maine. Smash it with your shoe, real hard, with the heel of your shoe, and then blammo! Oh, wow, Lord. you know way too much about that. It's not me. I don't do that.
3: I'm telling you right now, I've never done cocaine. I've never done any drug. I, I smoked pot like a couple times when I was in high school, and then had some edibles. But I've never done anything yeah. else, and don't ever want to. So on so here. So, so yeah,
0: yeah who place. in this room has Carmen? We know has done it. What? Galvin and I have not done it. Spanish has done it this morning. The whitest guy in America. I, I can't believe you've done it. I did it back. To- oh, I did
1: it. oh! Brad, Brad, okay. Tony! Hell yeah, so- Tony! Brett, Tony. <laughs> <Woo>!
2: <laughs> By the way, it was a while ago. Um, it's such a great story. I'll try and give it quickly. So, my friend is Chris Williams, who is Vanessa Williams' younger brother. Okay. Vanessa Williams at the time was the first.
3: Now, how do you know that guy? Hey, let me to- let me set, want- set the stage real quick. If uh, I do you know how do you know that guy?
2: We went to high school together.
3: All right, go ahead and tell You story.
0: and Vanessa Williams' yeah. his brother and Dave Matthews all went to school together. <laughs> no, no, what, no. So Dave Matthews, that was middle school. Okay. Right. <laughs> all right, so you and
2: Chris Williams are hanging out. Right. And so she was the Miss America... And uh, this was the very... This is how long ago this was. The first MTV Music Awards. Whoa. The very first one. Hosted by Eddie Murphy. uh, And everybody was there. Every single person was there, including invited, was the first Black Miss America at Radisson Music Hall. Her tickets, fourth row on the aisle. The Scandal Breaks... And her manager then, uh, before they
3: became married, said, you can't go. Well, scandal breaks. You got to let people know that there was nude pictures of her. Correct. Doing stuff with a lesbian angle. Yeah, action. exactly. And that uh, was the big, yeah, yeah. It yeah, was yeah, a yeah. huge. It was,
0: she wasn't really doing anything. She was posed.
3: Okay. It like, was like still being, a Miss America yeah. and the first black one. Right. Like, oh, my God. So these pictures came that's out him?
0: From, from,
2: uh, from high school. Uh, that's Chris, yeah. He's famous, too. That's yeah, crazy. he was, he was in it, and Dodgeball. Yeah. He was yeah. also
3: on Curb. He was on yeah. Curb, yeah, Crazy-Ass
2: Killer. Yeah. Oh, Crazy-Ass Killer, yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: Absolutely,
2: and then he was just on a show called The Great Outdoors on CBS. Okay, is, so, right. um, so Chris and
0: I... Um, what an unlikely pairing in school the two of you must have been.
2: He, the blue-eyed black and the blue-eyed blonde. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so Vanessa, the whole thing breaks, and her husband says, you can't go. Uh, we have two tickets, so who goes? Tony and Chris. Oh!
3: oh. Awards. How old are
2: you? We are sophomores in high school. Oh,
3: awesome. In high school. In awesome. high school. Yeah. So,
2: wow. You know, and uh, there's so many good stories to this. So, so we were there. We were sitting on the aisle. We were sitting behind Ashford and Simpson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were sitting next to Hall and Oates. Wow. And, and we were sitting in front of who? Oh, Carly Simon. I mean, we literally were like the only thing. That if you said, what doesn't belong here, it was us. And because the camera would go up the aisle, we kept switching every commercial break to see who to sit on the aisle because it was supposed to be Miss America, not these two idiots. Right? right yeah. Right, so, um, so anyway, so after uh, the amazing first uh, MTV Music Awards, we get into we go with her uh, manager, who's also managing Bette Midler, who's there, and we get into her limousine, and it's raining, we're, and we're going over to Tavern on the Green, the historic Tavern on the Green, yeah. and all we can think about is Eddie Murphy's going to be there. We're so excited. We're so excited. We're going to see the Eddie Murphy, yes. and then Bette. Miller says you know it's raining I don't want to walk in the rain let's just go to that other place and we were crushed we were oh. absolutely devastated we're like other place we pull up to this other place that was the brand new hard rock cafe oh. and literally every single person in there was, was there. famous yeah. but us oh that's awesome. it like, like Herbie Hancock went in like nine awards and Madonna was there awesome. and she was dating David Lee Roth and Dan Aykroyd like, literally everybody who's who's so, cut to the chase. I go into the bathroom, and it's a small, like, private bathroom. It's on the second floor, and I'm, I'm in the stall, and there's a stall and a uh, stand-up urinal and a door, and that's it. So, it's a really small bathroom. I'm in there. I, I'm in the stall, and all of a sudden, I hear the door close. Boom. And it's, it's locked. And I come out, and there is a drug dealer, uh-huh. Rod Stewart, <laughs> Ron Wood, and
3: Tony Burton. Oh, uh-huh. And as two I s- of these guys have done. cocaine before, <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, again, the statute
2: of limitations has run out of this. I come out of the bathroom and, uh, they're just standing there doing uh, cocaine out of an envelope, literally out of like a huge, like legal envelope and uh, with a gold straw.
0: Oh, and and so shot. I'm just standing
2: there. I'm not going to say you know, hey, can I get by or can right. you? am just, I'm just standing there. And then it gets passed over to me, like just like a regular, like you know, a joint or anything else communal.
3: At gets- no time does Ron Wood or uh, Rod Stewart notice that you're 17 years old. No, they they not care. Care. care, but they're so blotted. Anyways, they probably <laughs> have no idea. These no, kids. I- did yeah. not care what uh, and so
2: it came to me and I just said, I guess we're doing this now. Oh, yeah, oh, man. And uh and so I, we did that. No one said you know no one said a word to me. No was one it said, good?
1: I imagine it was pretty good. I think
2: yeah, I, I mean it could have been aspirin and it would have been great. Oh, I mean, obviously uh, it was not. It was it was obviously really great. I had, you know, one snort of whatever came out of that envelope and I came out, I found Chris and I just said, This
0: is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean I have a I have a similar story, except really? I did not do the cocaine. Yeah, and my uh, it was it gay sex with Richard Pryor? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I would have probably passed on that as well. <laughs> I was so uh, anything wrong with in it. a stall with Pamela Anderson and Kid Rock, right? In which he may or may not have been doing lines out of her cleavage. I wow. said no uh, because I didn't do cocaine, and, but, I, did, and, and, and I, I didn't I, either. Because it was know, one that's hard it, to explain. Well, yeah, that was like, Chris Farley had died. Right. I was not. I was right. not going to do cocaine. Even if it meant putting my face in, in uh, Pamela Anderson's cleavage. Right. And uh, I know this, trust me, I know this is, sounds like the most far-fetched thing, but this definitely happened. And one, David Wells would be able to back this story up had he been here uh, today. Right. Um, but we'll talk about it next time he's in the studio. Right? Uh, it's also the same night that Chris Kirkpatrick, we just saw in that video with Lou Perlman, pinched my nipple to the point where I almost punched him in the face. <laughs> I remember thinking I almost beat up in oh, sync. Man. Um And who, uh, Lilo Broccato, yeah. who was um from the Br- Bronx Tale. Yep. He was little C. Mm-hmm. I met him, and I was such a Bronx Tale fan, and he, I wanted to take a picture with him, and he was, like, the biggest dick to me. And then, f- like, a half hour after he was a dick to me, I was in a VIP section with Kid Rock right. and Pamela Anderson and David Wells right. and Chuck Knobloch and Shane Spencer and... Uh, um. Uh, uh, Jewel, and all these other famous people that came, and Lilo was like, yo, can you get me up there? And I was like, no, you should have been a dick to me before. <laughs> like those are, those are absolutely, and that was also the night that I had to distract David Wells. <laughs> like I had to take a stick and throw it, so a dog would look one way, and I ran out and jumped in a cab and ran away from him. <laughs> I felt it was the only way that I would survive. And, and now we night. might have dinner with him tonight. I don't know. <laughs> Just talking about it is giving me flashbacks Hey, right
2: so now. to land a plan on the whole thing, how this started, uh, Quincy Jones... Birthday
3: today.
0: Take a a guess how old Quincy Jones is. 87 years old.
3: Uh, I'm going to say Quincy is turning 84. 89.
0: 82.
2: All right. Mike, you were closest, but in the Price is Right, you'd still lose
0: 86 years old today. Wow. Quincy Jones. over. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Quincy Jones, that documentary with him. I didn't like it. I like the part where
3: he has a stroke in the middle of his speech at the jazz festival. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yep. Oh. Good thing they had cameras on him. He did a rotation, yeah. And everyone in the audience oh. was like, hey, oh. What, the-
0: <laughs> yeah, what are you going to say? Yeah. I mean, he has the most storied life. Like, oh, the, yeah. and, oh, and yeah, what yeah. a genius. Right. What a genius. But the, the documentary is just watching a weird old man. <laughs> like I, I like watching documentaries of people after they died, not while they're in them. You oh. know what I mean? It's just, a weird, it's just it gets uncomfortable after a while, like Alvin said. Yeah. Hmm. All right, uh, I must take a break. 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025. I don't, I don't want to go too hard on it, but I really enjoyed it. We should play hairband bingo. Yes. Back.
3: All right. <coughs>
1: Ooh,
0: God bless yeah. you. And an open letter rewind. How do you like that? We'll nice. do... Oh, damn, Don't do we'll turn your up. mic <laughs> <I just> need... <laughs> off. Oh, you. We'll do both of those things next. <laughs>